and bring them to the store. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because a paper brown bag is not going to hold your groceries. Not heavy stuff. That's why they switched from back in the days from when they used to have brown bags. Yeah. Switch to plastic bags. Mm -hmm. Who was paying five cents for a brown paper bag? I don't per... know. But are we actually going to get up and go, like, bring our extra bags from the house with us? No, but you know how you can buy bags at, um... Like the BJ's bag. Yeah. You can, might... they, can they do the bag stuff in Atlanta? No, but most people bring their own bags. I, I Even I bring my own bag to the supermarket. Oh my gosh, they've transitioned. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. That's Just crazy. keep it close and every time you know you're going to the supermarket, bring your bag, you know. I saw that New York had banned single-use plastic bags. Yeah, mm -hmm. it started today. Good. It's for our environment. No, I, I yeah, I agree. It's just five cents per bag. You got to pay for that. Oh, wow. They're making you pay for bags? Yes. yes. And it don't even have a handle on it. Like, can I have a handle? On the good Lord's day is how we starting off. <laughs> Well, that's why y'all have to make sure you buy the reusable bags and just bring them to the store. Because I'm not paying five cents for a bag that I got to carry in my hands like a baby. Exactly. Right. And and Jay says someone um dropped their bananas <laughs> out of his bag leaving the store. <laughs> like it came out the bottom of the bag? <laughs> I don't know, but I think so because it was all bending. <laughs> over picking it up. It was just bananas. <laughs> Wow. So can we got something special today for Gospel J um, in commemoration of this Sunday? Let me see if I can bring it up for you guys. Yeah, we're going to start off on an inspirational note today and just celebrate. What? Celebrate. We're going to celebrate? Celebrate because it's Sunday? It's oh, Sunday. God. Okay, here we go. Throwing shade on the poor guy. I mean, who, is, who, who is Did that they, doing their best for the law? Justin Bieber at Sunday service. Oh um, no, I'm okay. I mean, I guess you know when it comes to that kind of music, you don't necessarily look at the performance. It's more what's coming out. Right, right. It wasn't best. It was okay. It was. It wasn't his best. That's for sure. You think he has a best when I it mean, comes to gospel? Like gospel, you gotta feel in your gut and your soul. You gotta have gone through it. Not saying he hasn't gone through it, <laughs> but I don't. 
It's a lot of mm-hmm. white men singing. I just, I've never got into white people singing gospel music for that reason that Hill just said it. This always seems like there's no soul in it. I think for that song, you really have to have gone through to, for, for people to feel that you wouldn't have made it if whoever you believed in wouldn't have brought you through it. So you feel that when someone sings it. That's why with Marvin Sapp sings that song, we all, that song was huge. It, it just transcended throughout, you know, different races because it's what he sang, what we felt as he was singing that song. I didn't feel that from Justin. I felt like he was really trying. And that's why, and and in church, when you have someone up there who's who's not really, you know, connecting, we just say, bless your heart. Bless his heart. Have you ever, have y'all ever been to a white church? Yes. That's Uh, how all this singing is like. You always be like, oh, bless their hearts. A for effort. No, I mean, well, we all know I used to live in West Virginia. There was a, a really um, popular church I went to. They don't even sing the same type of music we sing. I mean, they were singing some hymns, but then there was some other music that I was like, oh, I never heard this before. You know, they okay. don't sing the music it's, we You <laughs> said it. It's hymns. It's Christian music. It's, it's not yes. gospel. Gospel it's, is a different type of yeah. music. It, it is more our it, music. If you ever notice, if you, I'm sorry, even if you ever notice, even on Spotify, Christian music is white gospel music, but gospel music is the black gospel, is black mm-hmm. Christian music. Exactly. I've, I've heard that. Yeah. So for um, anyone that wants to hear, we're going to play the original. Um, <laughs> If, if you listen to us on Twitter, you'll be able to hear what we're talking about. If not, um, you can also hear it on Spotify or any other platforms. That's Marvin Sapp. Never would have made, made it. But uh, we need to introduce ourselves. Welcome, everyone, to uh, our podcast. Let me say this. Uh, we want to welcome everybody back. Welcome many newcomers listening to for the first time. Um, I'm Stace. I'm Jay. You know, little 10-year-old Kiki at my church could have did a better job than that. I'm feeling a certain kind of way, y'all. This is hell. Well, you know he is born again. He gave his life over to the Lord, and he's part of those... You know, those white men church where the pastors all look like skateboarders and they have tattoos and stuff. That's the type of church you go to. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kim, all the way from Atlanta, always representing Queens. So we thank you for joining us. And um, we're just going to get right into some stuff. Um, First off, we want to say rest in peace to Pop Smoke. who was just murdered. Wow. I mean, I can't believe I'm even saying that. Um, in California, mm-hmm. in Hollywood Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, really young guy. He was only like 20. Talented rapper, upcoming rapper. Yeah. Had a lot of potential and, you know, got cut down in, in his prime. I think 
in this prime at the beginning. And and look who had introduced me to him, Jay, out of all people. I don't believe that. He's from Brooklyn, right? He is, yeah. So do we have any like updates? Are they talking about any any leads or anything? Well, I mean, from what I what I read, um, the investigation has stalled due to like lack of credible witnesses. Um, no one's really willing to speak to authorities. Yeah, because that's called snitching, so nobody's gonna snitch, right? So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And they were just, saying it was a hit. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, allegedly. Alleg- I'm sorry. Allegedly, it was an intended hit because no one else was hit. It just popped smoke. It's right. a sad situation. Mm. It's sad, but it's also I don't know how you guys felt about like feel about it, but I'm kind of almost numb to it, and maybe because I come well, we all come from that generation of of when Pac and Biggie um, both were, were murdered, I never really got over those deaths because it was so powerful and it kind of changed hip hop. And um, over the years, we've lost other you know, rappers, singers, but it's almost becoming like, okay, rest in peace, but we move on. Mm-hmm. And it really shouldn't be that way because this is a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're out here, you know. They've come up from you know hard times, and they're making it, and then they get, you know, taken out by someone who doesn't want to see them do better or trying to leave their past behind, but is still following them. And it's just, it's it. it I think it takes a toll on us as um, people that are a part of hip hop because we know that it kind of goes along with it, but. I don't know if we really look at it and, and see how much is affecting us. I, I think guess you get sometimes. What was you gonna say, Kim? I'm sorry. I was I didn't know you were speaking. Um, I was just gonna say it just ties into unfortunately all these obstacles that we as a community keep carrying, and unfortunately. Jealousy and crabs in the barrel mentality is something we just can't shake. And I hate to say it, but because it's it's crazy that we're being killed by our own. Yeah. And here he is. He left Brooklyn to leave all of that behind. And he was killed in L.A. in a house he was rented, you know, just trying to be better by our, by his by our own people. And it's sad that we just can't congratulate each other I guess and just be happy for each other we just the jealousy and envy is it's really sad that's what it all boils down to we don't support each other I think even when it comes to businesses you know we're big on oh all the negativity about oh they can do better or this is not as great I went somewhere else you know we don't support each other as a people. And I think that starts like in our earlier childhood days too. Like I was ready to leave my house as soon as I turned 18. I, please, I should have just stayed home. But yeah, you know, we don't stick together as we should, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. We have well, internalized a lot of the negativity that was put out about us. And I hate 
say that a lot of us have internalized it and that's why I think we still struggle so much as a community. We've internalized, you know, classism and colorism and just not being there and supporting each other. And it's really sad. It really is sad. It is. But what do you think we could do to to turn it around or for the, the generations that's coming up, you know, make it so that they don't have to go through these same situations? Is there anything we can do? Hmm. Because even when we speak to the young, the you know, the youth, it's almost like, oh, you know, y'all old, y'all don't know what y'all talking about, or because you have that, I'm young, you feel like you're gonna live forever, mm-hmm. but you turn around and you think about how many young rappers have, have died within the last two years, and none of them are older than 20. Yeah. That is really sad. So they've either overdosed or um, they've been shot. It's just something has to change in order for our youth to be able to progress and become something of value, you know, in this world. I would think Hill and and, um, the first lady can talk about it. The youth um, nowadays just really don't listen. And I, I hate to say it, they really do not listen. And you tell them things, you tell them things. And I guess that's just part of being young. But these youth are very defiant and it's hard to get through to them. So I don't know. I'm 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 kind of at a loss. I don't know, I don't know what to do. They just don't listen and they're very entitled and feel like they're they deserve everything, but don't really want to put in the work, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. What I mean, do you got? Could it be like growing up? I had good, bad, and indifferent. I had a support team, whether it was neighbors, my parents, my family. If I stepped out of line, I would quickly get put back in line. And maybe our community collapse has resulted in what's going on with this young generation. Yeah, I can agree with Hill. I feel like it starts at home. And if you have that neighbor or family friend who will put you in check, you'll second guess your actions because they're going to put you in check just like your parents would. We don't have that anymore. Like, and that's that's the thing why the kids don't care because there's nobody to put them in check anywhere, right? Because if you run into somebody on the train, you're going to act your best. And just yeah. sit with your hands towards it. But nowadays, yeah. they're disrespecting adults, mm-hmm. older yeah. adults. Like, there's no respect in general. But I think it all starts at home. Because they're not getting that from the home. Where mm-hmm. at home, there's that respect that's being, you know, I guess, to neighbors, elderly neighbors and things like that. Like, you know, everybody knew each other in a neighborhood growing up. And even if you didn't, it was, hi, good morning, good afternoon. Like, you know, neighbors were actually neighbors where you shared literally sugar and butter and things like that. They don't have that anymore, right? right? So there's no sense, there's no real morals being taught, I would say. Because mm-hmm. when we grew up, I'm scared of my mother and I'm scared of my mother to this day. She's not going to beat me, but it's a, a respect that I grew up having, right? So it doesn't have to be that she's going to beat my, you know, myself for me to respect her, but same way with neighbors and stuff. It doesn't have to be with getting your butt whooped. It's just the respect that's instilled in you when you're 
a child. No, speak for yourself. I think my mother can reach out from the grave and touch this every single time. <laughs> Um, the, the hand of the Andersons extends from Far Rockaway to Atlanta, child. It keeps me in check to this day. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, but I mean, do you want, I'm playing devil's advocate. I don't want to stay on this topic, but I see the consequences of young moms and welfare and, you know, just the poverty. Do you think that it has a lot to do with the fact that grandmamas nowadays are 35 your mama's 17 you know what i mean Mm -hmm. your mama and your grandmama rolling blunts together smoking and popping in the club together do you feel like like our grandmothers i always felt like we always felt like our grandparents were old because they were old and there was a defined role Right. You know who the adult was in the house. Mm-hmm. Right. And even right. if you left it out, you took the chance, but you knew who was in charge in the household. And I don't right. think there's a defined role anymore. It's like you say, we all chilling together. Right. I'm I mean, listening to what you're saying, commenting on what you're saying. It used to be my parents had family in the house or, or right. friends or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. don't sit here and look at my mouth. Stay out of grown folks' business. Got a different room. It's it's dwindling, y'all. It's it really sad, and I'm be very honest. I am. It makes me worry about the next generation and the younger generation, generation after that, because we're at a place where if I discipline a kid, I got a parent calling and asking why you know, so-and-so couldn't get, why so-and-so got a sad face on their behavior chart. So I don't know. I don't know. What What do you all think we could do to fix it? I personally, think, I personally think it comes from, you know, I'm not a big religion person, but I think it had to do with a lot. The church has failed us. Um, but I just I mean, think that, I don't know. What do y'all think? Well, the sad face thing is like really puzzling me because you're holding someone accountable. Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up, maybe it, it wasn't the right thing to do. But my teachers, um, we had the ruler. And if my teacher had to address me about something and then let my parents know about it, then I had to come home and get it from my parents. Right. So to have a parent and a teacher not work together on holding a student, a child accountable for their behaviors and making sure they stay on the right track. That's the problem there. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, that goes back to the work. It's not just done in school. It's supposed to be done at home as well. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's been an issue with some parents putting the blame on the school, mm-hmm. but you have to put in that work with the, the child at home to make sure that it's not just the work that they're doing, you know, their homework, uh-huh. but, what are you reading with them at home? What else are you teaching mm-hmm. them to keep yeah. them progressing as well? But yeah. this issue with um, are you are you the especially our young young boys dying you know so violently and so young? It, it's also to me the lack of um, our leaders. We're the community mm-hmm. leaders mm-hmm. that are speaking out on these. You know, back in certain times when we had. Black activists that were fighting for, you know, when someone was lynched or something terribly, 
going, you know, wrong in the community, there was someone out there speaking for us and saying like, hey, we're people, this is not right. And, you know, we have human rights. We don't have those black leaders. They were we, need, we need more of them. Well, we, we don't, don't have them active. Them. I don't hear anyone speaking out on, on stuff like this. No, because they're too busy campaigning for Mike Bloomberg. So I think that's one of the issues that is affecting us. And that and the right, the community, the whole family, that unit has really been disassembled. So once that yeah, with within the home. So once that happened, there's you know, a free fall and these kids don't really have that guidance. I'm not saying all of them, but they're looking for the love. They're looking for, you know, a unit. And sometimes it doesn't happen. And when it does, it can be gang related and things like that. But this is a tragedy. And I don't know, really, I don't know the answer. But I know there needs to be something to help change this. It's tough. You know why? Because I don't mean to keep dwelling on it. But you you ask the question and you're like, how can we? And I think it if we don't come together, and that's that's our thing. Everybody's too busy hating on one another. And if we continue that momentum, it's never gonna change. Right. So it has to begin with everyone's attitude changing toward each other in general. We don't do anything together. We don't want to do anything together. Um, what I was going to say is a lot of the parents are working all the time and can't even put that effort into the home because they're trying to provide. So that in itself is very hard because it's only getting harder because things are more costly. So it's it's only getting worse. It's, I don't see it getting better before, it, you know, I don't see it getting better anytime soon, pretty much. Yeah. So it, it this was, like we said, it's a, it was a tragedy. It really affected me and it made me dwell, like I said, back on the loss of, you know, Pac and Biggie and how it affected me when I was that young. So for these kids that looked up to Pop Smoke, I can only imagine how it makes them feel. Um, Cause it still affects me yeah. with Pac and Biggie because they were unsolved mysteries, mm -hmm. I mean, murders mm -hmm. or mysteries. You can say that as well. And it's like, they were on their way to being something big, something huge, but they were already huge. Mm -hmm. But they got cut down yeah. in their prime. Yeah. yeah. Just like Nipsey. Exactly. Yeah. So something has to be changed in our community for us to unite and stop letting outside influences influence us mm -hmm. to do things to each yeah. other. Mm -hmm. And also like Kim said, that yeah. grab in the barrel mentality. We gotta break free of it. We gotta be happy to see our people yeah. do well. And say that's my brother, that's my sister, and they can inspire me to do great things too. Yeah. I hope it changes because the country's not getting any better as a whole. But if if it's not if if anyone doesn't sense a sense of urgency in our community for us to unify, now is the time for us to unify because it's going to get. Like like Jay said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. So let's do a quick check-in and see how, you know, everyone's been since the last time we got together, what's new, and um, how you've been, you know, just a little check-in with everyone. We're going to start with, um, with Kim. How you been? 
Um, I'm good. I can't complain. Um, looking forward to spring break. I'm gonna go away for a few days uh, with a couple of friends to um, uh, Myrtle Beach for a few days to get away. Um, and just really looking forward to the end of the school year and just spending time trying to be social and friendly mm-hmm. and just have a good time and and plan the next steps I, i'm i'm in plan the next five years of my life mode right now so i'm writing things down i'm journaling meditating and really focusing on improving my life in the next five years sounds good mm-hmm. what about you how are you doing me well i'm doing okay i'm doing better than i um i've been feeling the last couple of weeks um i feel more refreshed renewed refocused um there's a lot of changes going on in my life so i'm trying to embrace those changes and um and just be happy about life um, Hill, before you go on, did we celebrate your birthday the last pod? Happy oh belated. My gosh, no, y'all didn't. I don't remember that. Let's celebrate it again. Thank you so much. We did. That was two happy birthday. Two pods ago, but happy. I mean, no, we're in March. No, 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 no. Technically, we're, yeah, we're in March, but I appreciate it. Thank you. We definitely. It's still Aquarius season, isn't it? No, nah, it's Pisces season. Oh, sorry. Mm. <laughs> All right, Jay, you're up. What's up? How you been? I'm okay, I guess. Um, work is starting to pick up, get a little more busy, so that's consuming more of my time, taking away from my time at home and being, I guess I'm being a little less productive at home than I should be, but can I complain? I can always complain, but where is it going to get me? I guess I have to do things, you know, um, so... I can actually not have to complain, but that'll be forever ongoing. Anyway, yeah, I can't complain. I, I can't complain. I'm not going to complain. Oh boy, here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Stacey? I've been good. Work is work. It's the same. Um, try to do something. My goal is to try to do something new maybe every couple of weeks. Like so, what? I don't know anything. Just trying to change something up in my day-to-day routine. Just something um, so I could not have the same flow every day. On work days? Work days, off days. Just something that could come in my life that can kind of change the direction a little bit and not make me feel so stagnant. Like it's just work, come home, you know, do a little me time and then get ready for work. So I joined the Black and Missing Foundation, um, which is a foundation on missing brown and black women, which because it's a rampant in the country. So um, I just want to do something that can, I feel good about and helping my people because let's be honest, most people don't let's say the media doesn't care about when a black or brown little girl or boy goes missing. So it's something that's near and dear to me. 
And yeah, I want to try to do things that matter in the world. Well, then that goes back to what you were saying. What can we do? And that's a that's a very poignant step that you've taken to try and help your community. Yeah. What is that called again? It's called Black and Missing Foundation. So when I get more information, I guess I'll just, um, you know, I'll let it be known. But that's that's what it is. Look at you being an adult. Oh, I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, wow. Well, just little things here and there. Just trying to be an adult, an adult, and try to make, you know, whatever I can do in the world, a little small piece, just do my part. Hmm. And I guess, yeah. you know, Kobe Bryant's passing and the amount of things that he did in his life, it, it, it really um, influenced me to want to start to do more because your time here, you know, is short. We don't know. Mm -hmm. So you want to be able to leave something behind that has you know positive notes and just like you you made a difference somehow some way in your life for someone else that's awesome let's hey, make sure we we put that link for that amazing organization up so we have it absolutely absolutely so, well speaking of kobe the memorial service for kobe and Gigi bryant was this week? Did anybody get a chance to look at it or catch any parts of it? I did. Kim, did you watch it? I did. Well, no, I didn't watch the whole thing. It was streamed on Tidal, and I think it was on BET. Um, mm -hmm. I saw clips of it. I saw Michael Jordan and Shaq and um, Vanessa Bryant. I just think I just find so much She's just such a strong person. It was just, her speech was so lovely. I did see Beyonce's performance. I think she did really good. Um, the one man band actually played one instrument and she did a oh really, God. she did a really good job on it. She played the instrument that she's best on. And yes, she did, kid. she did a good job. I, I thought it was beautiful and touching. I thought it was a really, really put well put together memorial. Did anybody else watch it? I was excited for the one man band. Yeah, she did good. She did a really good job. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, going back to feeling things, and I love music because it 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 speaks to me. It it, it I just feel it deep in my soul, and I just what she did. Um, on the piano, she did a really good job. I was proud of her. Mm -hmm. you know, I know sometimes we um, mention a few things going on with her, but she did a good job. So. Yeah, I agree. Alicia Keys, if I cried. I cried with Alicia Keys uh, and her performance. I cried with Michael Jordan and his speech, which was such a great speech, speaking of like a little brother mm -hmm. to a big brother. All of that was, it was beautiful. And I give so much um, like Kim said to Vanessa, for being able to do that, not only for her husband, but for her mm -hmm. daughter. Yeah. That was, it was really, it was touching. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Beyonce, <coughs> she she did a great job. <laughs> she did, you know. Uh, she looked amazing. Up. Let me just start off with that. She looked great. 
Yes. Stacy, you almost said it like it was it was rough getting those words out your mouth. <laughs> like she couldn't say a compliment. Right. No. She, she she choked them words out. I choked it because of the way Jacinta's looking at me, and I know how Kim's looking at me through the phone, because I know like I'm not a huge Beyonce fan, but I will say this Halo is one of my favorite songs from Beyonce. It's like one of my top. I, I love that song. Um she did that and she did EXO because EXO was um, one of Kobe's um, favorite songs. And she did a great job. She yeah. did an amazing job. So the whole tribute was beautiful. And to see the Staples Center, you know, filled like that and show him how much he was loved. It's it's a it was great to see. So and it was a quality um, memorial. It wasn't too long, but yeah. it had all the qualities. Um, that I would like to see in a memorial, yeah. um, reflecting the person that we're, we're mourning. Um, but I will say that, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys know, but Vanessa, Vanessa Bryant, she's also, she filed a wrongful death suit mm -hmm. um, for the company Island Express, the helicopter mm -hmm. that crashed. Mm -hmm. So it's um, failing to abort flight, um, failing to monitor and assess the weather, um, failing to keep a safe distance between natural obstacles and the helicopter. So, um, I mean, I know some people may say like she doesn't need the money, but I don't think it's about money. I think it's the only way to really hold them accountable for the deaths of, you know, not just Kobe and her daughter, but the rest of the, the people that were on that helicopter. Okay. I think so. the lawsuit too, the money would will benefit the families because I know one of those families lost um I think they lost the mother and the father, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Um but I read today that she also filed she's also suing the Los Angeles Sheriff Department because they took pictures of the crash and of the bodies, of course, and they shared it. So mm -hmm. she's suing them. And it's just discussing that first responders and the sheriffs would take these pictures of Kobe Bryant and share them. It's it's really sad and disgusting. It it shows you just the type of there's just no respect for human life anymore. Money is a is a is a powerful thing. It makes people do really really nasty things and that's just money is a new morals yeah so never change mm -hmm. but there definitely needs to be some um form of accountability so this hopefully never happens again like we've had our own issues in new york with helicopter crashes and it's always like what could have been you always find out that something could have been done different to prevent um loss of lives yeah but that absolutely should have that pilot should have never flown that day because the, the way they described the fog that mm -hmm. you couldn't see, it should have never been able to to to, to fly that helicopter. But and they know, said commercial commercial planes were um, not flying because of the fog. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it it sounds like it's a death that it could it's an accident could have absolutely been prevented. We're gonna remember him for his great works. Um, and you know his legacy will never die. 
So we just um, want to continue to to keep his family and the rest of those families in our prayers and our thoughts and just be inspired by Kobe's life and, and what he did while he was here. So I have to see this. This sounds like it was a really good movie because I, I didn't see it. So I'm going to go look it up and see it. Yeah, and Lily clips and stuff like on YouTube. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, did oh um, NAACP awards. Did anybody catch them? We were just talking about how we wanted our own award show, and look what came on TV: the Image Awards. Was it? Ba-da-ba. It was the Image Awards. Isn't that what the NAACP Image Awards? Let me look that up. That's what it's I called. Think that's what it's called. I don't. Was it on TV One or BET? Yes, and yes, on both. Okay. I think it was on Centric <laughs> BET, and it could have been on TV. They they said it was being simulcast, so I'm oh, assuming okay. all of those stations um, was showing. Yeah, it was good to see all of that. You know, Black Magic in one room. Angela Bassett. <laughs> yes. And big stars showed up. Yeah, that was great to see. Mm-hmm. Rihanna was there. Her speech was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I she mean, she's right. Perfect. Tell everybody to pull up. Pull up. <laughs> and we were just saying that, like, we want to see our big stars at mm-hmm. these events. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, recognizing Black excellence. Yes. And there she was saying, this is what the deal is. This is what we need to do to help our communities and tell your friends to pull up. Yes, they like you, right? Tell them to pull up. Mm-hmm. This is not just our problem. It's the world's problem. So um, I, I, I really appreciated her for that and for her whole slayage, her outfit, mm-hmm. makeup. She looked beautiful, mm-hmm. as she always does. Yeah. I you think the reason... Little- I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm th- I was just going to say, I think the reason why the big stars to talk about the big stars showing up is because just the whole like vibe and aura of the NAACP, even the Soul Train Awards is just different from the BET Awards. Like the BET Awards for B just feels super ratch. And, you know, I feel like the NAACP Awards is something you can sit and watch with your mother. You can, but they also have some production issues as well. Yes. Um, changing cameras and the camera is pointing to the floor. Right. Or when someone's performing, it's at their feet instead of, of the person's upper body for their mm-hmm. performance. And some of those outfits that they had um, Anthony Anderson changing into, oh my God. <laughs> he looked like Wilson Pickett or something. He just looked Oh, don't do that. And then uh-huh. they, they <laughs> but besides like small little things like that, you know, we nitpick, we make fun, but it was just, we, we sat down and we watched it. It was enjoyable. It was good to see um, actors, singers, yes. musicians, everyone, um, community activists um, coming together. Mm-hmm. And, and they also honored your boy, um, What's his name? Tyler Perry. Hey. They are? I don't know. They mentioned him for something. He wasn't there, but yeah. They did. And he has a new show coming. 
and my boots talk about that another time. Mm-hmm. Sure, you guys would love to see. You mean, but you mean, bruh? No. Oh. well, he has, a, he has a show like, coming out called Bruh. No, this show is going to be, I think, on the BT streaming. Now, I'm going to wing it because I can't remember everything, but it's about missing, um, like, a, a abductions, I believe, or um, like a cult almost. That's oh. what it is. No, oh, you have to see the commercial and understand what I mean. Did we see it? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Did we get this commercial and cringe? Um, I think so, but so yeah, which one so. which one of us is going to um subscribe to BET streaming? Well, you know it's not gonna be Jay because we can't get her to watch anything. Mm. It's most likely not gonna be me. I'm gonna be on it. Well, so somebody uh, it's gonna be you, Kim. Huh? what? It's gonna be Kim. Mm. I got to, you know, I got to see about that. Um, I'm going to pray on it. So, Jay, we sitting up here talking about um, TV and stuff like that, and you said you haven't watched it. Like, what What are you watching? Um, when I get a chance, what I've recorded, and I guess if I don't know these shows, like these award shows are coming on, I'm not able to record it. Because I have BET and all of that, but I don't know they're coming on, so I don't. But I don't know if I have on demand. I guess I have to look and see. We didn't know either. We just, you know, turned on the TV and was looking uh-huh. for something, and there it was. Yeah, I'm literally. I'm. It's what's today? Sunday. I'm literally catching up on shows I missed during the week because by the time I come home and try to even watch something, I'm falling asleep watching it. So I to watch me. So I don't watch anything really. Well, if you get a chance, um, I'm sure BET, they'll, they're going to play it a couple of times. You'll be able to catch it again. But um, it was an enjoyable award show. So thank you to them for putting that together. And um, like I said, it was good. They had good performances. Jill Scott performed. Mm-hmm. Um, her performed. I think there were more, but those are the only two that I can remember. But um, Joe Scott, of course, she was ruthless. That's amazing. about the cult. That's the name of the show? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it's this is the Tyler Perry production? Yes, it says, Tyler Perry's Ruthless is the riveting story of a young woman named Ruth who becomes entangled in the scandalous cult of powerful sex-crazed fanatics mm. who she must now play along with until she can find a way to free herself and her young daughter. Okay. All right. I mean, well, he's, you know, we, we said he's going to have a lot of shows coming out because they have the deal with um, streaming on BET, so. But I I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it goes with that show. I'm just saying, judging by the last few things, Tyler Perry Productions that I've seen, I am not in a rush to watch um, Ruthless. I watched (laughs) one episode of The Oval and it's like, I don't know. It's like sometimes he he just doesn't even put effort into it. 
Yeah. So that's that's another conversation for another day. What were you saying, Jay? I was just about to say I'm glad you guys aren't, you know, throwing any shade, but you know, Kim run that. I don't think that was shade. No, it's you all have must have never watched the oval. It's horrible. <laughs> I thought I was just being sarcastic, but okay. Have you watched it, Jay? What the oval? Mm-hmm. I have. I don't like it. Okay. Oh. Well, why don't you like it? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, I watched it, but it sucks. <laughs> I'm like, this is a Tyler Perry production. Yes. Like, <laughs> Finally opened your eyes. <laughs> right. I, I can honestly admit that was one of the first ones I wasn't impressed with. I'm not watching Tyler Perry production. But yeah. So all right, to move on away from Tyler Perry, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit. I know this is gonna be a touchy subject, but just to get your you all um I guess, point of view or feedback on it. I know everyone's probably heard about Dwayne Wade and um, his son, Zion, but um, now he's um, he's now going by Zaya. Mm-hmm. Um, has everyone heard about that or? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I watched a clip of Dwayne Wade's um, interview on Ellen, and he discussed, you know, the conversation that they had, you know, him and um, his wife, and I, I just kind of want to know your your perspective on if it was your child, how would you handle it? How would you feel? Um, and do you think, you know, how he's handling it? Is, a, is the correct way. Kim, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, well, I think that Dwayne and Gabrielle Union should be commended for how they're handling it. I, I think that they're doing a very good job with it. I think that they're being honest, that they are learning about it because it's different and I think they're supporting their child if that was my son I think I would be supportive I'm not going to show my child any hatred or disgust about it I would learn what I can to try and understand it more but I would make sure that my child knows that I love them and support them no matter what. Um, Zaya is only 12. So who knows next year, she may feel completely different. So I think they're doing their best and they're supporting their child. Okay. You know, the key is just to let your child know that they you support them and that you don't hate them and you love them no matter what. Because the world is going to be is going to be ugly and mean and horrible towards them. And they need to know that the people who are supposed to have their back and love them unconditionally 
loves and supports them unconditionally. I agree. I don't, I, I, I can't say how I would respond. I don't know, but I do know that I would want my child to know that they are um, loved, respected. I have their back. This is a tough world out there and we will have to figure out how to face this together. I right. agree with both of you. Um, it's tough, you know, just the world in general and it's cruelty, especially kids are cruel amongst each other, right? So you, you need that support coming from home. Um, in my upbringing, you know, I had family members that were coming out when I was younger and we've accepted them and I still have family members that are coming out. And I don't discriminate against any group of people. I don't believe so I don't think it would be any different if that was my child that was coming out to me I would accept, accept them from for whomever they are and respect the fact that they feel comfortable to even come out to me you know because it's, it's tough coming out right there's something that you have to feel that you're going to have that support so not everybody comes out early like that some people wait to express themselves and who they really are when they're older in age Yeah, I agree with that. But I don't think I would be so quick to be accepting. I'm just going to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, only because she is so young. And I know that there are a, a, a lot of um, people that felt that way. And when they said when they were younger, they knew they were in the wrong body. Um but I just feel like it's such a young age and you're still trying to figure that out. And with, you know, everything being, being at your fingertips now, you can just search and Google and be like, yeah, that's it. That's what I think I am. But you still have to grow into who you are, you know, personality wise and everything else. It's a discussion I would have with my child and continuously have as they continue to grow up in their teenage, preteens, and get to an adult. And if that is for sure how you feel, I'm going to support you 100% on now that you're an adult, what you want to do um, going forward. But I think I will have a little bit of a struggle at first, knowing that my daughter you know, wants to be identified as a man or vice versa, if it was my son, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a, a, sh a shift that you would have to go through. But yes, you still want to protect your child and you want to support your child because you never want them to feel like they don't have that at home. But that is something that... So I don't know if initially I could be that supportive, even though I'm a part of LGBTQ community it's still something that's not it's different than saying yes you know I feel this way about a man I feel this way about a woman it's my complete self that I feel totally different about like who I am I'm not that person so it will be it will be difficult but I would still support my child and that's what matters I was going to say to play devil's advocate, do you think that 
your comfortability is worth sacrificing your child's happiness and feel like they're living their true self even at 12 years old? Well, I'm not a parent, so I'm just going off of what I would think. I think we always want to put put our child's feelings or the, the um what's best for them first. And we're thinking of what the world might think or what they're going to have to go through. And they're only 12 years old or so. It's been younger kids, you know, five or six that have told their parents that, um, you know, I'm, I don't want to be identified as a, a boy. I'm a girl. And it's like, but you're, you know, it's just, I think it's just knowing that it's, a, it's your child and they still have so much to go through to now have such a huge change going on, like a fight in their mind with their body, that's something, you know, on a whole nother level. But I would never want to have my child think I don't support them because I will always support, you know, if I had children. It's just some, it's just an adjustment that's not an easy one. I mean, for, for you or for your child, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, some backlash for um, Boosie. He made some comments about, you know, not cutting off his penis at a young age. He's still a boy. You know, he could be interested in girls in the next few years and then he doesn't have a penis anymore. I don't think they talked about reconstructive surgery and all that yet. It's just, you know, he's feeling like, you know, I'm, I don't want to be identified as a man. But there's going to be a lot of harsh comments because, you know, they are public figures mm -hmm. and things like that. But I do, I, I applaud them for coming out and sharing that with everyone. And, you know, for parents that are struggling, it, I guess it gives them some ease to let them know they're not the only ones that could be dealing with um, situations like that. At the end of the day, I just feel like, uh, we're not, none of us are here to judge anyone, right? There's there's one judge and we'll all face that judge someday. So if we're here face judging people, then we have to understand that we're going to also be judged for our actions, our feelings, our thoughts, and how, you know, we handle things. So if that's what we want, then by all means, everybody can discriminate, right? But judgment day happens to us all. I think now in, in a sensitive time, but also in a time where people are more comfortable with expressing who they are, um, sexual preferences, um, but then there's still people with old school values. So it's always going to be that tug of war of what's right, what's wrong. But again, yeah, we can't judge anybody because none of us are perfect. And that's fine to have values, right? Because we all grow up with certain thoughts and things are good, you know, this is good, this is bad, you know, like good touch, bad touch, all that kind of stuff, right? But at the end of the day, I just feel like, you know, we have to accept the world and what's happening, right? We don't have to agree with it, but to a certain degree, you have to accept what's taking place. Like growing up, LGBTQ was not big, right? It was so much more discrimination. It was, you know, so much more discrimination growing up. And now it's so accepted because why we're adjusting to what is so we just have to adjust we don't have to agree we just have to learn to adjust right yeah. absolutely
and be respectful while we are adjusting to it. Exactly. So, switching topics, um, a little lighter subject. Um, I'm going to ask everyone this question because this seems to be a hot topic right now. Does anyone here feel that R&B music isn't the same? Yes. Yes. In a good or a bad way? Both. Go, Kim. I say yes, of course it's not the same. I mean, hip-hop isn't the same. Nothing is the same. Um, It just seems like I I still listen to 90s and 2000s R&B. It just seems like no one really, well, not means I say no one, but there's not a lot of singer singers anymore. And the content is different. And it just seems like it's lost its soul and it's it's love. It's songs aren't about love, it's about sex. So, Maybe I'm just getting old, but I mean I like the, some of the new stuff. I like Ari Lennox, I like Summer Walker, but I'll listen to Jasmine Sullivan over them any day because I just like to hear that soul in R&B still. And they have soul, but it's just a different type of soul. Okay, so I'm I'm shocked because I feel I felt like I feel like okay, so R&B is not what it was in the '90s. I'll give it that, but I feel like right now R&B is light years ahead of where hip hop is right now. The, most of my music. It's R&B. Absolutely. Yeah, so I thought that, you know, everyone would feel the same. Okay, so uh, the reason why I ask is because um, Diddy, also Young and May, have made recent statements about R&B. Diddy, if you don't know, is, you know, they're bringing the band back. And Mm. he said he's looking for Sangas because he's trying to bring R&B back. Um. And then Young and May, what she said, I actually have her tweet, music don't feel the same because we barely have R&B. R&B brung that balance to music. Now everything is leaning on one way, shaking my head, so it gets played out quick. We need R&B for the balance, no cap. Um, and then... I mean, most of you know, but PJ Morton, who's an R&B singer, responded, basically said that there's a lot of good R&B music out there. You just must not be searching for it. (laughs) And then he added, and then you think about it, he added. That's true. He added her. He added Snow Allegra, Ari Lennox, Ozzyon, Lucky Day. Um, He missed Mm -hmm. people like LMA, BJ the Chicago Mm -hmm. Kid. Sir, mm-hmm. Tiana Taylor, Roe James, the Vision. I can keep going Smith, on and on. Queen Naja. Um, I, I don't get it. So I, I'm in the bubble window. I think R&B is right now the best genre of music. Yes. Now maybe five I think- years ago, we could have had this conversation because I myself was like, well, what's going on with the state of R&B? But today in you know, March 2020, R&B is right where it needs to be. I think it's growing. I think there's subdivisions of of Mm R&B. But I get what Kim is saying too. Like the like the Jodeci and um, like that real crooning and division. Nope, Johnny Gill. 
But I think it's also a different time of R&B. It is a different time. I mean, I think what young Ma was saying is that (laughs) it's not like, (laughs) it's not like big and mainstream. You know what I mean? Like, you remember at a time when Usher was huge, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and Chris Brown was still making good music and it he was just a big star. But I think what they're saying is it, but basic maybe is not played on the white stations. Ari Lennox is not getting played on the white station. True. But Kim is not getting Chris, played on the hip hop stations or the, the black quote unquote stations either. I hear the same five hip hop songs every yes. day on the radio. They're not playing R&B. It's there. They're just not choosing to play it. That's what I think Young Ma was talking about. Just because, like you said, like PJ said, there's plenty of good R&B music out. You're just not looking for it because you're waiting to hear to hear uh, 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 the big song by Lettucey. Lettucey is not going to be on the Billboard 100. You know what I'm saying? To to nowadays, to these kids, R&B is that horrible Justin Bieber song. But but then again, you got to think about it. For us, like I don't listen to the radio anymore. I make my own right. playlist. But you can also search on whatever um, platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple, whatever you use, there's so much music, so many new R&B artists out there, and it's at the fingertips. So it kind of like took me back a little because for young young Ma being she started off underground it mm-hmm. was her sound like she doesn't really sound like she wasn't sounding the same as what was out she had a different sound but nobody really knew because she was underground mm-hmm. so for an artist like herself to know that mainstream is not always going to be sh- showcasing the best of an um a genre all you've got to really do is you know, type in R&B or bring it up on, on, on Spotify and it'll show you a whole bunch of artists that you mm-hmm. probably never knew, but they have a whole following of people because there's new ways of listening to music besides listening to the five, you know, songs being rotated on the radio. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I don't think R&B um, is gone. I think it had to revive itself. I think it was gone for a few years. But it's starting to make it. It made a huge comeback within the last couple of years, but um, it's new. It's like a. It's like a, a lot of new artists coming out, mm-hmm. but their sounds are great. They, you know, the music they're writing their own music. It's it's just um, and they have to put themselves out there because the radios are not doing it. The record labels are not going to do it, so they have to promote themselves. So right. you see them at um different small venues or different um. We went to the the Roots Picnic, those type of events and things like that. But they're there. Yeah. And, I, and I'm for it. I'm all for it. That's, that's all that's on my uh, cruising playlist. But when you go to festivals and stuff like that, you see how much of a following and the people that know their music. And sometimes you're like, I've never heard of this artist mm-hmm. before in my life. That was me. <laughs> right. But people have. And it's just, um, like I said, it's, it's, it's um, SoundCloud. It's just different ways for you to mm-hmm. get your music. But they don't have to be on the radio to to make money anymore. They can yeah. do it on their own. That's but. interesting because I was saying no. And I think, I guess, I was talking about adjusting, right? And I guess 
I have to adjust because I listen to the radio every now and then because I feel like it's boring. So I have my own playlist, you know, mainly gospel. But I need to do, as you said, and just broaden my horizons a little bit more when it comes to the R&B world. Because I love R&B. I'm not a hip-hop fan. I like R&B. And old-school R&B is what I mainly know. The new school, I don't know as much. I know very minimal from the new school R&B. So when... I heard Summer Walker on the radio. I was like, oh, Kim always talks about her and Stacey. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this is who she is. You know, now I know. But it's like, I hear, I've heard of the newer artists from you guys first, and then I'm hearing them on the radio. I'm not necessarily hearing them on the radio and we can have a discussion first, you know? It's more you guys, you know, listening on different um, platforms first, and then they are now on the radio before I hear, uh, know who they are. Which is sad. Yeah, radio vanquished now. Mm-hmm. No one really goes to them for mm-hmm. music. You don't have to. It's all because hip-hop sucks right now. Yeah, hip-hop is, is the genre that is, everybody really- sounds the same. Mm-hmm. That's the area where I felt like, and that's, for me, the most um, artistic area of music because I feel like there's so many different flows, so many different styles of rappers. Mm -hmm. But it's like everyone sounds the same. I'm glad the song sounds the same. Yeah. I'm I'm glad the mumble rap era is over Mm -hmm. for the most. But if you listen to everyone now, even like um Nicki Minaj's song, her flow is like is like the baby's flow. Like the beat of it. It's not like it's you know what I'm saying? It's like so whatever's hot, everyone just Jumps on it and just rides. And it's, and it's sad because she's 45 years old. But I do think that lyrics oh, are. I'm sorry, she's 43. Um, but I do think lyrics are coming back because Drake put out two new songs today that are very lyrical, and I'm hoping it gets back the beats and lyrics. I hope so. Or but maybe, Drake- or or could it be mm-hmm. not to cut you off? Or could it be that we have just our musical tastes have changed and we have this outgrown hip hop. No, I'm never gonna outgrow. I mean, outgrow the current state of hip hop. You might be right about that because I have a certain type of standard and right. quality that I'm looking for and originality that I'm right. looking for in my music. Okay, but then on the other hand, let's be honest. If Busta Rhymes put out an album tomorrow, y'all not gonna go listen to it. I'm gonna go and listen to Busta Rhymes. Don't say that. No, well, you're I'm not. Gonna, well, I, Busta Rhymes is on all of my playlists. Yeah, his old music, but I'm talking about now. <laughs> I would give him a chance because yeah. I need to be able to okay. speak to what I like and why I don't like it. But that's why a lot of you know older rappers don't, aren't putting music out anymore because no one's really trying to check for them. They're behind. I mean, hello. Hello, Kute's putting out a new album. What? You know what? I will give it a chance. If I can say I will listen to a Nas album or a new Jay-Z album, I can give a new LL Cool J album a chance. Mm. I've ever listened to that before I listened to um Little Tattoo Face SoundCloud rapper. But you know what's crazy? They'll probably pay, play 
an old school artist music on the radio before they play the new school. Exactly. So mm. you'll see, just because everybody knows who they are, they'll be quick to, oh, so-and-so has a new song out or so-and-so's coming back out with something. You'll see them, but you won't see the new school. Like, we're not promoting what we should be promoting as much, you know? Hmm. That's oh, a good okay. point. Well, we'll see once uh, when, the, when the album comes there, out. It says LO Cool J and Q Tip are recording new music together. I'm going to be there for it. They're both good. Right. But I do feel like hip hop needs a little bit more. Right expansion, expansion. But RB, I, that is what's gotten me through, you know. The last couple of years, it really hasn't been hip hop. It hasn't been much good hip hop that has come out in the last three years. Mm. I mean, there's been a couple albums here and there, but nothing like, you know, that's lasted. Hip hop goes, it's like microwave music. It's here and, and gone tomorrow. So you warm it up, consume it. And it's gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's microwavable. It does not last. But um, the R&B that's being made right now um, and the talent that's out here, it is, um, it is to me, some of the best R&B that I've heard in a while. Mm-hmm. It's just fun and creative and no one sounds the same. Right. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Mm-hmm. And even older, I heard um, someone said Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill has a song out that's really good. The other day, I heard a new Charlie Wilson song. You know, no, he, puts out a, he puts out a new song every two weeks, and it's a pretty good song. He puts music out every two weeks. Charlie Wilson. No. I mean, he's saying he's staying in the game, but I agree exactly. with Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill has never made a bad song, in my opinion. Oh, he's classic. Oh. There's new mint condition music out. It's a and lot also, of music. There's new pretty Ricky music. Bobby. Yes. Stands up Stacy for Florida. All the way. 305. I mean, I'm not 305, but that's what they're from Miami. So is all it of this is on It's on Spotify, but the good thing is mm-hmm. a lot of it is on our playlist. On our, our, our playlist on Spotify, uh, Let Me Say This Vibes. Did, did you put that new Chris Brown song on there too? Oh, we didn't get into our heavy rotation. Oh, so my bad, my bad. We'll get into what we're listening to. And those songs we'll also put on there today. Um, and again, it's probably going to be mostly new R&B. Yeah. So we're going to switch up the vibe a little bit and um, get into a little bit more personal personal conversation. So I I had a question question for everyone. Um, Do you believe in soulmates? Mm. And if you do believe in them, do you believe that you have more than one soulmate or is it just one soulmate that you get, you know, for your lifetime? Um, and um, 
yeah what's the thoughts about that I do believe in soulmates I do believe that um, there's someone for everyone is a connection that um, it's, it's almost undescribable and it's on a spiritual level and it's something that you can I feel it's only with one person I feel that God has put one person on this planet for everyone um, now to find them that might be almost impossible because mm-hmm. they could be on the other side of the world mm-hmm. but I do I believe that we all have a soulmate What do you think, Jay? I do believe in soulmates. Um, I think that's an interesting subject, but yes, I do believe everyone has a soulmate. Um, finding a soulmate is tough. Um, it's not like they're put in front of you, but I think I'll say that's a part of life right nothing is just handed to you you have to go out and find that person is how I feel when it comes to so many like you said they could be on the other side of the world they could be right in your face and you just you miss them you you don't have that conversation that could happen you know between the two of you that'll make it be known to each other that oh wow this is that person that's here for me and you know a soulmate doesn't necessarily mean you have everything there is in common it, it's, I believe in opposites attract, right? You don't have to have everything in common. There are certain areas of life you connect and this is your best friend, this is your confident, this is your everything in that person. Um, finding, but finding a soulmate is not something I think is easy. So soulmate has to be someone that you would be in an intimate relationship with, could be a best friend that's your soulmate, could it be that's, that's interesting because I feel that my soulmate should be someone I, I'm intimate with. Like, mm-hmm. similar to what Stacey says, like, you don't, I only believe in one marriage. Like, I don't believe in divorce. So I, I just feel like that's just me. I feel like when I get married, this is the person I'm getting married to. And God forbid, it, it's, it's to death do us part. So I'm, you know, mm-hmm. you know, sticking with my vows once I get married and God forbid, you know, the death happens, then I don't see myself replacing that person. Maybe dating again, but not replacing that person fully. So someone that you're intimate with, yes. And marrying eventually. But doesn't mean you'll ever find them, right? Yeah, so because that's the road that I'm on. I believe in soulmates. I just haven't found that person yet. At least I don't think I have. But like you said, you just never know. They could be right in front of your face and you just never saw the opportunity it's crazy right hmm. I guess we have to explore a little more maybe we're missing out on our soulmates but well, Kim, Kim you did have a soulmate and it was for that time period in your life Yeah. and now you can move on to another soulmate for this new period of your life that could be true too. Who, who knows I need someone to tell me because I'm out there looking for them. I think the only person who could tell us is up and above and it's only just by showing us. I, I, do, believe, I, do, believe that, I do believe in soulmates. I do believe that there is one person who is your person. But I do believe that 
you could have a friend as a soulmate. You know, a soulmate is someone who's a mate to your soul. And it doesn't just have to be on a romantic level. You know, sometimes your relationship with your best friend is just as intimate without romantic feeling. Um, I do believe in soulmates. I'm waiting for my soulmate. Um, but like Hill said, I do think that you could have soulmates in different times in your life. Because the person you were with at 20 is not the person, hopefully is not the person you are at 30. Mm-hmm. So I would think that the person who you choose to spend your life with, who you really choose to spend your life with, hopefully you all, both are growing together so you can continue to be your soulmate for each other at that particular time. But I do believe in soulmates, and I'm praying for my soulmate. I need my soulmate to come soon. I would like, you know, to start a family. That's how I feel. Does any any of you guys feel that you've ever come across someone who you thought was a soulmate, and then it was like, oh. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was a deep question. What did you say, Stacy? I said yes. I would say yes. I think we all feel that way, right? Like you just get so tied up in life. And like you said, it could be a friend too. You know, just you have so much in common and then you're like, oh, well, maybe I guess it wasn't what I thought it was. You know? Someone once told me that people are in your life for a season and a reason. And yes. I think more and more I start to see that. Yeah. And I do believe that that plays a part in um, you not meeting your soulmate. Sometimes you can hold on to someone because of just the com- like being comfortable with mm-hmm. them uh, or having that fear of being alone, even though you feel like this situation is not right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we put the time in and the work, but the connection is not the same as it was. And instead of us taking a chance and moving on, um, we stay with that person longer than the season that we're supposed to stay with them. And that's your that could be a window of your soulmate coming into your life. And they can't make moves right. until. Because sometimes sometimes in situations that you hear people getting together, it's like, oh, I went to this bar, I went to this restaurant, I didn't really want to go, and then I ended up meeting this person and we talked and we just clicked and it was just something that came out of nowhere. Because mm-hmm. I feel like soulmates are kind of divine and it's about the timing of where you're in your life, where they're in, in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can deter or delay you meeting that soulmate. Because it's already almost impossible. This is just my feeling. I'm, yeah, I could be, I, I'm, I'm vibing with that though, because that's how I feel. But I that's why it. it's important to, if you're not in a good situation, or it's just like it's put you putting in so much work, and it just feels like it's more work than, like, the love that's supposed mm-hmm. to come out of it. It that could be, you know, God telling you that it's just time to, yeah, to move know? on. Your rela- I believe that your relationship is supposed to be your refuge. You know what I mean? Your life well, is stressful. Yeah, you're supposed to find it quick. You're going to have those be- times when you don't agree. That's that's life. You're two different people. But um, 
for that person, your mate for your life, they're supposed to understand when you're in a certain mood. You're supposed to understand when, and just like, okay. And, and you know, just kind of have that connection with each other. Oh my gosh, they say PhD. Oh, true. Continue. Um, I mean, that's just, that's my, my thought on it. I would love to hear what you have to say about it. Oh, I, I, I don't really know what to say because I'm still looking for my soulmate. I'm available. I, I think all doors are open. Um, but I also realize it's not something that you snap your fingers and it's going to be there. Yeah. Um, so I'm uh, <clears throat> trying to uh, stay energetic, energetic, not give up, keep myself open, and hopefully it'll come my way. So it gets all this. Takes a lot. Are you talking about me, Jen? In general, because oh. we all got flaws, right? Right. Speak so you gotta you you can't just expect someone to get you. You have to give that effort to give to understand them and be willing to have the patience that comes along with it. Right. You want someone that be patient and tolerant with you. You have to also give the same. So it takes a lot. So that that finding that soulmate, you have to. I guess it will kind of align, right? When you find that soulmate, that you'll just be willing and open to understand them and accept them and their flaws, you know, yeah. good, bad, ugly, right? So, you know, philosophizing over here today. I'm feeling mm-hmm. I'm for this. Continue, Kim. What you got to add to it? I don't know. It's it's hard because. Like you said, I'm trying to say positive and upbeat and believe in it and believe in love. But as time passes, I start to feel a little bit more disgruntled. But um, I don't know. I just think that when you were in the space that you were supposed to be, you will meet the person that your soul is supposed to be with at that time because they are also in the place where they need to be. That's yeah. what I'm hoping. The I just what I'm hoping that the universe, God, Buddha, whoever you believe in, when you are where you are supposed to be, when everything is aligned, you will meet the love of your life, and it will just click, and it will be instant. And sometimes you have, you know, statistics say that you have already met the love of your life. You have just not been in the right place in the right space at that time. So. I'm just working on me and throwing out the energy and just looking for love and I'm open for it. Where's my soulmate? Here I am. Where's my soulmate? That's important. You said you're open for it. We have to be open. I said I was open too. I mean, saying it and showing it is two different things, though. We have to show it. Oh, we, can, we can say it, but Shots we have fired. to. And no, I'm not coming at you, right? I'm just saying we have to actually show that, you know, because I can be honest and say that I feel like I give a very standoffish, like, depending on where I'm at, you won't right. even know that I'm open to meeting someone. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean right. in that way because I am in a relationship, but I mean, in general, like there's always associates and things like that, whether it's at work, on the train, you can meet new people who can, you know, see Stacey join this um, organization. It doesn't have to necessarily be a relationship but this could be your door to finding that soulmate by opening that door to 
something different, something new to be able to meet that person. This might be Stacey's daughter. Her soulmate might be a part of that group or the group, the organization might lead her to her soulmate. Who knows? You know? That's what we it has yeah. to be open in all aspects, is what I'm saying. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate and say, I know this shouldn't be an excuse, but we're New Yorkers. So we are naturally standoffers and we naturally have that, you know, that look kind of, of guard up yeah. and, and, and a little bit apprehensive because you just never know, especially in 2020, you just never know what you might encounter. And we usually feel like it'll be something negative we're going to encounter. And that's something that we have to work on because we always, we have that hard shell on the outside of us. Um, Some being from New York, a lot of New Yorkers <laughs> have that. And we get that, you know, when we leave New York, people don't seem to understand that because if you're not from here, you don't get it. It's not like we mean to be that way, but it's just, it's just it becomes a part of a little bit of your personality. But you got to be aware of that face of like, I'm on this train. I don't want to be here. Don't touch me. Don't say nothing to me. Don't look at me. We just have that kind of like hardcore exterior. So, well, everything's fast paced. Fast paced. Mm-hmm. So, we're not. So, yeah, you could be standing right next to your soulmate. You won't even know because we're so busy. Got to get my coffee. Got to do this. Got to go here. I'm about to be five minutes late. This train better hurry up and come. So, we don't take the time to really take in, you know, hey, good morning. How are you? It's, it's a different mentality up here. That's why I'm that saying. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, I'm sorry. That's why I'm saying if when you are in the right space, in the right place in time, that you are truly open for your soulmate, that's the aura that you're going to give off and the vibe you're going to give it off. It is hard and you have to be cognizant and aware. I am aware every day of what has been deemed my New York attitude and my New York face, as everyone likes to call it. And I'm like, well, this is just my face. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, that it's a New York face apparently. And I, you know, I speak to you about it. Do I give off a standoffish vibe? To us, it's not a standoffish vibe, but to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. It is a very standoffish New York vibe. So when you're in the right place to get the love that you get, you deserve, I think it will come to you. Um, but it could happen. Well, I guess it could happen anytime, anywhere. You just got to be ready for it. And when I really think about it, I don't know if I'm really truly ready for that love because I want my next relationship to be my last relationship. So are you ready? Because you just said you want your next relationship to be your last. Are I'm, you ready I, for? I I, I I think I'm 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 getting towards it. She don't know. One one day she is, one day she isn't. But you have the right to feel that way. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. Mm. Stay safe. Uh-huh. No, because I feel the same way. Some days I feel like I am, and some days I feel like I'm not. Yeah. Because you're still working on yourself. And when you're working on yourself, you want to be able to give the best version to your significant other. And mm-hmm. I know I have I have flaws. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm trying to work on that so I can be the best partner in my relationship. 
Because it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot. And sometimes I just don't feel like Yeah, it. and that's not fair because it's supposed to be 50-50. Yes. But guess what? Your soulmate will understand you. Like, oh, this right. is not a good day. You know, not that it's going to be perfect, right? Because nothing is. But it's like they understand you. And you communicating with them like, this is how I am when it's not a good day. You have to be open, too, to them. Yeah. I but think- if you're not good with communication, like, sometimes I don't communicate. I shut down. Which is not good. It's but- not good. So there's certain things about me that I know I have to work on because I don't want to get into a relationship and then it's like I'm still working on things that I know that a relationship needs to grow and to flourish and be the best because there's flaw- those are flaws for me. And communication and, you know, sometimes the way I speak, to people, it's kind of mm. harsh. Mm. So, <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm loving all this truth that's being told right now. Speak my truth, because it's yeah, mine. I'm glad. I'm glad. Prime <laughs> example. I was ready to snap off, but I'm not. So, is this something you're working on, Stacey? I am every day. I yes, try, but, but my you also hardest. can't change someone too. You have to be able to accept them for who they are and where they are in their lives. Yes, and you have to be able to to roll with that. Like if you know a person, you know something's going on and they shut down. You have to be able to identify that and then give them a little bit of space and then slowly ease into trying to get them to open up to you. That's but important. you don't know that. If that's not, you know, someone that's your soulmate that you're that you're vibing with, and that you but how are you gonna how are you gonna meet somebody if you snapping off on everybody? Mm. Um, it's called growth. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. It's, it's yes, Kim, how up. are you going to do that if you snap off on everybody or you don't listen to people? How do you how do you do that? Or accept feedback? Excuse me. Accept feedback yes we all have and I'm guilty of it myself I, the first thing I do is the wall goes up but sometimes you got to take maybe 15 to 20 seconds before you respond and pop off and sometimes it's not even necessary and that's not the person's intent when they're having a conversation with you so it's a, it's a process for me I know I do it I do it because it's, it's a defense mechanism. And I'm a very sarcastic person. Um, wow. mm. But yeah. I'm trying. Yes, <laughs> I am trying, but I get tested often. Yeah, but I show So I'm a work in progress. I can admit that. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older. Um, Probably. And... Like I'm being tested right now. Kim is testing me, but I'm I'm growing and I'm maturing, and I want to be a better person. Not for not just for a relationship, but for me. Look at you, y'all are really mature. I'm so proud of you, ladies. Look at that. Yes, what we have in common and why we're friends. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, because we all have different personalities. That's for sure. We do. But we get along. We we understand the ups and the downs, the ebbs and the flows of our relationship. Yeah. We have our moments. We don't talk to each other. You know, we overcome them, right? 
So we're friends. Same, the same thing we go through as friends is the same thing we have has to prepare ourselves to go through when we're looking for our soulmate. So like we just have to be open for it all. We can't, you know, <sighs> shut people down. What'd you say, Kim? That was I'm sorry, I was clearing my throat. I wasn't oh. being sarcastic. <laughs> Yeah. No, when I speak about relationships, it's friendships too. Like, mm-hmm. have there been friendships that you all thought were long lasting, that they would never break, and you would be, you know, best friends forever? And then a situation happened. It could have been a small situation, and it just completely changed the whole dynamic. And I, okay, so I see you raising your hand. Oh, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. Um, and you could even, you know, apologize and, and make up, but then that situation just completely kind of like severed it and it will ne- it's never been the same ever since. Well, everybody's not meant to be with you on every journey and every step of your life. Mm-hmm. I do believe that people come into our lives for seasons, you know? Yeah. So, you know, your best friend you had at 15 served your 15-year-old self a purpose. Your 15-year-old self is not your 25-year-old self. And friendships tend to just sometimes dwindle out. It's one thing for it to dwindle out. It's another thing for the bridge to crumble, burn, disintegrate, all the above. Um, And I I get what you're saying about, you know, your 15-year-old self versus 25, 35, Um, wonderful 42, but there's some people in your life that you would have never thought wouldn't be on your journey anymore. Right. Sometimes, you know, you, you deal with the facts like, okay, everybody's not supposed to go with you, but you're still emotionally trying to figure out how did that happen with this person? Yeah. So I've been there. I've been there a couple of times. Mm -hmm. People that I thought that I've been through deaths on both sides of the family you know um real serious incident good times bad times i would have never thought i would not have them in my life and then that's there goes the trust issues because Mm -hmm. it's like the next people coming in you don't want to blame them for someone else's or your issues with someone else but you're a little bit apprehensive like is this going to happen again what do i need to do differently to keep myself from getting my feelings hurt again Mm -hmm. This is true. You you know what's interesting with <clears throat> Hill saying that? Like, we really have not been friends for long. And I feel like we have great friendships amongst the four of us. We go through up, down, maybe we're each other's soulmates. Who who knows? Like we I literally see. go through so much together. Like our friendships have been through tests and trials. In the oh when did we meet? Like yeah, 2014, but it's crazy, like how I, we, me and Kim met, and then how everything else happened. It was a line, you know. So many. Well, I've known Jacinta the longest. Okay, true. Yeah, and I mean, our friendship has been probably tried many times, yeah, right? But are. we're still friends, like you know. So it's it's crazy, like and like I said, so we've been friends the longest. But as amongst the four of us, we have like a great, we have great friendships, right? Amongst the four of us. And like I said, like 
maybe we're each other's soulmates and we don't even know it. Like, so do you even know who your soulmate is when you meet them, you know? Well, see, that's crazy because I've had a friendship like this before where I thought my best friend, me and her were going to ride to the end of the, to the wheels fell off. Mm -hmm. Like I would have never thought we would not be in each other's lives. It just wasn't in my, in my, my vision of the Mm -hmm. future. I just could not see us not being friends. And it just so happens that we're not friends. Um, there's not like bad blood or anything, but it's just situations happen. Certain things can be said, but you can't take them back. Mm-hmm. And if I'm called a bad friend and I don't understand, you know, things like that, because I, I don't consider myself to be a bad friend, mm. but, you know, that's someone else's opinion of me. I can't, you know, that's how you feel. That's how you feel. But I've had that feeling where I've had a certain group of friends that I thought were my friend mates for life. And I didn't think it would, it would change. But I think it also has to do with how your life moves and where you are and people's journeys. Everyone takes a different journey in life, but I, you could be right. We could be friends, like mates, soulmates. Soulmate friends, right? That's why I said I don't think soulmates just means your your romantic soulmate. It can absolutely be your friend. It's the person whose soul is your mate. It's a beautiful thing. Sisterhood oh, and sisterhood is sisterhood is amazing. Yeah. I mean, when you can be open, honest, and you know. Really hate each other, love each other all in one. There for someone and know their personality, know what's opposite of you, but still love them and still accept them. That's that's a great friendship. Mm-hmm. So for anyone else out there that has that, that, that's something to be cherished. And you know, love on your soulmates, love on your friend mates. Um, because it's something, like I said, it's just something to be. To be cherished. So, oh, it says a soulmate is someone that just gets you. It's a connection of the minds, a mutual respect, an unconditional love, and a total understanding. It's about being yourself and knowing not only that person is following and understanding your thoughts, but is right there with you and by your side. Oh. Mm. Making me feel all emotional right now. You know, I don't like that. <laughs> That's beautiful. Can I ask a question though? Yeah. Sure. The vibe seems to be real chill. Sorry, I was eating a Kit Kat. The vibe seems to be real chill and calm right now. Does that mean that the um the pig not nuan is not flowing this evening? <laughs> no, we we kind of metal, mellowed it out. Uh, today, because last week the the margaritas, you know, was a little bit too strong. So we're doing a little bit of uh, barefoot uh, sangria. Oh, y'all, drink, y'all drinking juice. Merlot on the <laughs> table. And we also got a Merlot. We have a bottle of Merlot, Kim. Okay. <laughs> All right. The sarcasm is I definitely don't say Merlot. So, yeah, we know it's Merlot. I was just wondering because it just seems real mellow yellow right now. But I appreciate it. And can we also have um, uh, wine tumblers? We can't wait to give you yours. 
Oh, a wine. T- I was going to say, what is a wine tumbler? But I just put two and two together. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love it. Thank you. I um, I brought some brown. So I'm going to make me a drink. I'm going to, I've been sipping on. Or some E&J? No, I brought some Jim Bean, mainly because it was on sale. Um, because the oh, Hennessy and the Douce was not in my budget. You know, this was, know. The, this was the red check. It's whiskey, oh. right? The Jim Bean? Uh, it's bourbon. Bur- oh. so you I, figure, I, fig- I figure brown, bourbon, whiskey, it's all the same thing. So I've mixed, been mixing it with apple juice. It's delicious. Oh, all right. Try it with like um, limeade. Lime A. <laughs> I don't drink that dark stuff, but when we went on family vacation last year, I don't know. It was some dark stuff we were drinking, and mm. with lime, it was just delicious. Mm. Well, try it with the lime or get some iced tea because when we go to sweet chicks, I usually get the uh, the sweet tea with the bourbon. But um, I'm you know I'm stepping out my comfort zone because I'm a tequila girl and I I automatically went to the tequila section. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get something brown. Hmm. And the price difference between light and dark is quite stark too. I don't do brown, so so I'm enjoying today. I absolutely am. I absolutely am. It's a mellow. It's a mellow smoothness. I like it. Hello. Yeah, so Kim. Yes. You had me me feeling a little uh, bad about my juice, aka the sangria. So we popped open the Merlot. Yes. Get it. <laughs> so we're adding to our little self care. Okay. Um, I love it. Yeah. How you've been managing self care this past uh, week? I have been um I have been going to yoga. That has been helping a lot. And just really honestly stepping out of my comfort zone. And doing things that I wouldn't normally do. I wouldn't normally go out by myself and just take the step and take a leap of faith. And I'm finding that the more things I do, the more. You're cutting out, Kim. Is that better? Now we can hear you. Start over. Oh, I was saying I've been doing yoga and going out and being confident. And the more I go out, the more I get out of my comfort zone. I feel more confident in myself. And and I've been really just trying to talk to myself in a positive manner. I realize that I'm very negative and hard on myself. And that doesn't serve any good purpose. So I, I'm treating myself the way I would treat somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been um, kind of doing the same things, trying to get out of my comfort zone. Um, 
you know, sometimes you get a little bit anxious and apprehensive about um, doing things that is outside of your norm. And I'm, I'm trying to get back to just doing things, doing different things in addition to the, the things that I love. So like um, going out for a walk during lunch instead of, you know, keeping my head in the computer and the books at work. Or go outside, enjoy the fresh air. You never know who you may meet. Um, trying a different restaurant as long as it's within the budget. You never know who you might run into. Mm-hmm. Um, and just and just taking, you know, like you said, taking care of yourself and, and speaking positively about yourself to yourself. Because no one else is obligated to do it um, for right. you. So you, you right. need to take care of yourself. Absolutely. And Jay, what you been up to for self-care? I think I've been neglecting myself, honestly. Mm. Um, I thought about, you know, it's a new month. Let me start disciplining myself a little bit more with my eating habits. It's Women's History Month, too. So take that into consideration. And social yeah. work. Oh, yes. Happy, a happy social workers month. Yeah, okay, happy so, social work yeah. so treat yourself a little better. Go ahead. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm, I'm becoming more consumed with work. So I don't do anything with myself. But I'm working on it. It's a new month. Right. So I'm, I'm going to I have I've set up to <clears throat> I'm supposed to start praying before meals, which is something I haven't done in some time and just actually sitting and eating at my table because I don't do that. I have two tables at home and I don't sit and eat at them. So I'm going to actually start actually taking the time to focus on me. So, you know. I, I pray every day, so that's not um, even an option, but just focus on me. And you know what? Utilizing my field days a little bit better. So yeah. that way, I actually focus on days where I need to be documenting stuff so I can, you know, get things done a little bit more. So I guess be a little more organized at work. So that way, at home, I can have a little more time to do things. So I guess that's, yeah, I didn't know I was working on myself, huh? So yeah, I'm working on myself a little bit more than I expected, or I thought. How about you, Stacey? Professor Stays, um, have you been doing some uh, self-care? Uh, that's work in progress. Work in progress. I haven't, to be honest. I really want to get back into a routine of exercise. Pay for the gym every month. Twenty dollars mm-hmm. every month comes out of my account, but I have mm-hmm. not made the time for myself to go, um, which that was a huge part of my plan. So, putting the will in my mind of going, whether it's you know right after work or on the weekends, I want to get that back into some type of routine. Um, some type of, I, like I said, I haven't really started self-care for myself. And I know that's something that we all decided we were going to do at the beginning of the year. Um, but I'm 
I'm working on a plan to get myself to that level because I want to start doing some pampering days, whether it's like massages or just taking a day to really treat myself. Mm-hmm. But I haven't, I haven't done it. And so what's in the way? Work? Work and excuses. Let's be honest. Okay, excuses go. are the biggest thing. Is, it's, work is an yeah. excuse. Like, oh, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all tired from work. But you can't always be the excuse to not right. take care of yourself. Because you're going to get run down. You're going to get, you know, sick. Um, and you're just going to get into a rut because it's just about work. Everything. And we're not built to just be work, 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 work all the time. We have to have our mind, bodies, and soul aligned. And I'm so out of sync. It's like the, I'm out of whack with everything. So, and- yeah. I was going to say, just to piggyback on what you said about work and just remember that um, if you got, I hate to say it, but if you, if we quit our job today or lost our job today, they have somebody in there tomorrow doing the same job. So, and at at the end of the day, I don't own Atlanta public schools. So why, you know what I'm saying? Why burn myself out? for something that I don't own. But let me ask a question, speaking about self-care, do you all include um, sex and orgasm as a part of your self-care routine? It should be, right? It should be. Included. Women should, we should be having orgasms every day, whether that's by yourself or with somebody else. Are you having one every day, Kim? Absolutely not. And that's why I think I walk around with such a screw face. Mm-hmm. And that's just some real, that's just some realness. Because mm-hmm. orgasm is all about the ultimate release of tension. Yeah. And if we're not yeah. orgasming on a daily basis or on a regular basis, and you're not releasing that tension and that stress, then you're doing yourself a disservice. So Right. Orgasm. Orgasm should be a part of daily self-care. You are so right, Kim. And I'm just being an real. <laughs> I can't I, don't laugh. That's just serious. I'm I'm being very honest. No, we're laughing because Jay is trying to tell you something and you just keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I was so agreeing. I was agreeing too much with you because you were just going on. And I was agreeing, but literally agreeing with you. Like I so agree with the fact that that better not be what you want to say. No, like I so agree with the fact that we should have orgasms every day. And like, I have a live-in boyfriend and I can't even say that I have an orgasm every day because like life is consuming. Like you're so exhausted. You you don't want to. Hey, wait a minute now. No, she's right. And on top of that, I'm I'm speaking for myself. I got so many ailments, my back, my neck. It takes over. Sometimes you don't even be 
in the right physical space to even think about having an orgasm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is coming from the relationship girl. Yes. I mean, it's another side to me, right? So he's a little bit older than me. He has his own things going on with his mm-hmm. body. So I, I feel selfish to want to okay, initiate so, all the time. So if not every day, like every other day, every three days. There's no, obviously there's no set schedule. But as often as we both can. Like, without saying too much, you know. I think it, it's more so on the fact that when we're both relaxed and feel like we don't have to rush or we don't have to, um, I mean, it's good to have a quickie, but yes. you know, quickies are good. Yeah. every now and then, you know, you want it to be a little bit more than just that, right? So that now that we have days off together, it's a little bit better, I can say, where it's like, oh, we can actually do this a little bit more than you know we thought so to speak because we didn't have days off together and then during during our days that we're working is like I don't we can cuddle this is enough like this is intimacy we're gonna get the most intimacy we're gonna get like orgasm in every day is not so easy we we older we're not in our 20s you know we 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 really dating like you know this is what's gonna be in the future Sleep is a great, that's also cuddling and sleeping mm-hmm. is also a great way to release stress when you're with someone. You know? okay. But yeah, orgasms would be great, but sometimes physically you're just not there to, to put in that work to do it. Well, you can't. Right. Like you said, some, some type of body part is distracting you. Some days my back won't allow me to do a lot. Especially when I just, you know, work, work physically is a lot. And then mm-hmm. once you leave, sometimes you don't feel it right away. When you get home, everything starts to ache. Doesn't mean you don't want to. Right. Right, Kim? Right. Hmm. You never have those feelings, Kim, but sometimes you may want to, but your body won't let you? Um, Not really, but sleep usually wins that battle, so... The minute I am calm and comfortable and laying down and relaxed, sleep usually wins before an orgasm lately, to be very honest. Right. Yeah, so. But it's something that I am working on because it's something that we should be achieving every day. Okay, so what else? We were talking about self-care and Kim talking about her naps. I recall you saying something like getting through life when you don't want to, but all you do want to do is take a nap. Is that, did I get that right? Yes. I've learned that naps are quite powerful. I used to take naps for granted. Um, Sometimes a nap is what you need to recharge and keep going. So at those times where I feel like I just can't do it, I don't have nothing left to give. I'm just going to go take a nap and hopefully when I wake up, I will feel better. And it seems to be working. Don't underestimate the power of a nap. A nap can sometimes be better than a, a, a night's sleep. You're right about that. 
because your body will, you know, you will actually sleep with a nap. Sometimes with, like at night, you may not sleep as much because a lot on your mind, but that, that little power nap make you feel like you slept eight hours. I've had many of those on my couch. So I, I completely understand. I'll fall asleep on my, after work, of course, because it's so exhausting. Mm-hmm. Fall asleep on my couch and then I get into bed and I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Why do I So those little power naps are very refreshing. Do you sleep at work? Hmm? Do you sleep at work? No. I mean, I might fall asleep here and there at my desk. You know, everybody does that. Mm-hmm. But that's not enough for me. I feel I more tired when I take those naps. Mm. What'd you say, Kim? I said I miss those days of being able to take a little snooze at my desk to rest my eyes, as I like to call it. I can't do that now. You know, you're going to have somebody tapping you. Yeah. <laughs> All day. Mm-hmm. Six people tapping me at one time. <laughs> I can't because, you know, I'm, I'm physically working all day, so there's no way for me to take a nap. And I go to work early. I'm at work at like 3 o'clock in the morning. So, so you come home and take a nap? If I can, yeah. Sometimes it's not good because I have to be up so early if I take a nap I may not be able to sleep that well mm-hmm. so I try to keep myself awake as mm-hmm. long as possible I'll take a nap any chance I get because I don't sleep well at night for whatever reason I can't shut my mind off at night um, to get some real valuable rest but a nap I will take that any chance I get it I will lock my office door close my little curtain and I'm out for about 20, 30 minutes. I'm good. Mm. Hell, have you tried melatonin? I have. Mm-hmm. But I know you're, you need to take a break every few weeks of taking yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm coming in the break of, in the middle of my break of taking it. Oh. But the melatonin has seen, seems to be working. Okay. That's good. It's an important thing for all of us, everyone, please. Self-care is important. Don't make excuses. Make time for yourself. Because if you don't, your body will let you know mm-hmm. that I'm taking time, whether you agree with it or not. Yeah. So put yourself first. Work will be there. But you are more important than you know, a job or career. Yes. You got to take care of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We have anything else, or are we wrapping it up? Yeah, I think we hit everything today. Yeah. So, I think so we have any. Um, what you say, Kim? I just said I think it's a good time to wrap it up. I was agreeing with you. Okay. Do we have any um any new music? Any heavy rotations going on for us? That you're listening to anybody? Um, no, honestly, I've I've just been listening to the same playlist over and over again, and I need something new. I try to expand my horizon. We were talking about that, and the new stuff just sucks ass. Excuse my language. I, I tried to. New- oh, okay. I um I've been listening to the weekend after hours, um mm-hmm. his new single, um Sweet Insomnia, 
um, by Gallant, Gallant, featuring uh, Black. I haven't heard that. Uh, get, get on it. <laughs> I've been listening to um, a somewhat older song from, from last year, um, Chris Brown Heat, as well as his new song, um, Safety 2020. So those have been on some uh, my heavy rotation on my cruising playlist. Stacy, please add that to the Let Me Say This vibes. I will. Anything for you, Jay? No, I I've been actually trying to listen to the radio more to see if there's anything new, but I'm not finding anything. So I just stick with what I have. I, I mean, I listen to other podcasts. Right, because you know, I, I speak of supporting others and I do support others. Um, mm-hmm. so I listen to some other podcasts of our fellow, you know, African Americans. And anybody um, want to shout out? I mean, they're a little bit of a different podcast than us, but it's another group of women. Um, it's called, um, I think I almost said our podcast, I, I'm sorry, it's called Woman Ish. They're, I think, they got we got some years on them. But they're growing. Um, so it's decent. I think, excuse me. I think we all could relate to some of what they're saying. Um, that's one of the podcasts I've listened to. Um, mainly my gospel, try the radio. Nothing new. Okay. I'm sure Stacy probably has something new. She She's the searcher on um, Spotify. So what you got? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of good music that came out um, this Friday. And um, <laughs> number one, I don't know if anyone listened, but Rick Ross featuring Dwayne Wade. Don't they, do that. They have a song out. No. It's called Season Ticket. Please, everyone go listen to it. It is not that great, but I want everyone to listen to it anyway. <laughs> is the is, is wine, because it is spelled the wine, it's not spelled the Wayne, but is the wine rapping? He's rapping. He is rapping. So um, I don't need you to listen to that. Um, well, what's your thoughts on it? Or you, you want other people to, oh, geez. it's not good. Can he rap? Know. No, he can't rap. He's stepping outside his comfort zone and it's, doing something different. He likes music. He likes hip hop. So he's trying to do something different. Did you hear it? Yes. Did you like it? No. Okay. Um, I don't think it's much of a stepping out of a comfort zone because most basketball players want to be rappers and most rappers want to be basketball players. So True. it's not like, you know, it's something that is like brand new. But um, yeah. no, I just wanted to mention that. Also mentioning... Nicki Minaj, her song "Yikes" was, is also out. Um, I don't not, like it. It's not a bad song. It's not a great song. It's all right, but it's not in my heavy rotation. I just wanted to mention those songs because you know. No offense. I just hope that her new music doesn't sound like that. I will give her credit for throwing you know, songs out, seeing what will stick. At least she's trying to put stuff out and seeing what gets traction. This is mm-hmm. better than most of the songs that I've heard, to be honest. Like, it's not bad, but for Nicki Minaj, you would think it, it could be better. Mm-hmm. So I'm not killing her because it's not bad, but it's not something that I would 
want to hear all the time. Mm-hmm. Did any of you hear the new um, Usher song, Confessions Part 3? I don't think it's out yet, but I heard a snippet of it. Okay. What did you think about it? I wasn't really feeling it. Yeah, me but that's For snippets, it's not... I would need to hear more. But I'm not really into it yet. I mean, hopefully it's, it's, it's like, you know, the other confessions, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Party now? Yes. Split decision, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Are those in your heavy rotation? No. That's so what I'm... is in your oh, heavy rotation? I'm gonna tell you right now. Um so most of these are new artists to me. I've never heard them, but um I listen to them and the music is great. So the first song um is called Bittersweet. And I hope I pronounced her name right. Is Leanne Lahavas? Hispanic. Um, I'm not sure. It's her name sounds Latin, but she could be. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> then there's also Aunt Clemens. He has a a project, an EP. It's called Happy to Be Here. Um, the whole EP is great. A couple songs that I love, I love off of it. It's called "Excited" featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Mm-hmm. Um, Four Letter Word featuring Timbaland. Timbaland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that whole project is great. So, and this is R and B. Um, the next one is Giveon, and his song is "Heartbreak Anniversary." Um, and also Pretty Ricky, they have a new song called "Body," which is fire. Um, Two Chains put something out called "No TV." I like it. And Sway Lee. It's called Someone So all of those right now are in my heavy rotation. Um, but we're also gonna put this on our playlist. Let me say this vibe so you guys can also check out the music on Spotify as well. Um, but yeah, this week it was a lot of good music that came out. So what's that? I'm gonna go listen to it. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's um pretty much it for today. I want to thank everyone for taking the time out to listen to us. Um, like I said, if it's your first time, thank you for giving us a chance. I hope you tune in again for listeners coming back. Welcome back and thank you once again for you know rocking with us. So we yeah, we're going to call it a wrap. So let me do my closing quote first. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> so um, this is from New York City's own Audre Lord, a African-American writer, a women's rights activist, and a civil rights activist. Um, the quote says, if I didn't define myself I would be crunched into other people's fantasies for me and eaten alive. Wow. Pretty dope. So just staying true to myself and not letting other people's opinions define me. Very important. I like that. In all aspects of our lives. Ouch. So you can follow us guys on Instagram at Let Me Say This Podcast. Um, 
You can also find us on Anchor, um, Breaker, Google Podcasts. And uh, you can also follow Kim's podcast. Well, I'm going to give you a podcast too. On Spotify and Anchor. All right. Well, we hope you guys have a great productive week. Stay positive. And happy, we will see. I was happy Women's History Month, everybody. <laughs> and we're out. You just went out. All right. Well, we'll speak at like whatever voice range that we would normally speak so we can see how it is. Is this a test? Yeah, this is a test. Microphone check one, two, one, two. This is Sil, y'all. Hi, can you hear me? Am I loud enough this time? Is that I know by the time we really get started, I'm going to be under the influence already because I think my food is wore down. And that's crazy because these fries should have given me a little more, right? What? It was only like a, a scoop of fries.